Hey, this is your Aunties Could Never, a podcast where you get to hear from your favourite aunties who have all the real talk with our thoughts on what's going on in the world. We'll be reminiscing about what it was like black in our day. And most importantly, we'll be helping you sort out your daily dilemmas with advice only your coolest auntie will give. Hey, I'm Auntie AK. And actually, today we're one auntie down. Auntie Sarita's away on a course. She'll be back next week. So in the meantime, who I do still have with me is... Auntie Farah. Auntie Nana. And Auntie Sade. So, guys, what have you heard this week in the news? What's caught your attention? My story is about the celebrity Sperminator. What? Mm -hmm. Also known as Future. (laughs) 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 Like, okay, so it was Mother's Day in America and the America's... Um, a couple of days ago and uh, Sunday and um, Future did some post and he thanked all but one of his baby mothers it was very noticeable because he thanked them you know he's like thanks for holding up my son you're doing this job well done blah, 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 blah. so six of the baby mothers and then there was one clearly not there the one that he was still in the process of denying let's cut the day later um, that particular baby mother came out and said, here are the results. You are the father. The results were <laughs> 99 And she was like, um, just going to wait for you to say happy Mother's Day to me, basically. <laughs> to, which, to which Future responded with, basically, keep your mouth shut while you're on the internet talking. That type Ooh. of thing. What? What Ooh. are your thoughts, ladies? Because I have many. Like, the thing with Future, I, I followed this girl from when she first came to, like, when she was pregnant and she was going back and forth with him. They had actually been dealing for two years before she got pregnant. So, really, and you know he is the bareback king, there's a great chance that you were going to impregnate this chick. But then to really go through like denying her like she was a one night stand when you had been seeing her for two years, it's just disgusting. Then he still manages to pick up girlfriends and stuff. I'm like, what does this guy have to do to a woman to not get another woman? To not get another pom pom? I just think he's either trying to create a football team. I don't I don't know how people view this nowadays but to me it just says like a such a lack of control and a lack of like being in touch with self and I guess people argue well he can afford it and stuff but I just uh, I don't know he doesn't seem like really healthy I don't know what he can do because you know where there are rappers and there's money and there's fame and all that kind of stuff there will always be someone willing to be in a relationship with someone or not even in a relationship just to you know who was it that said it Kanye maybe like you're with <laughs> for 18 years isn't it you're, you're taking care of oh 50 yeah. sorry man I just look at him and think he must be a bit empty inside really did he um celebrate Ciara yeah he did yeah. all of them oh, she he put did. one line yeah mm-hmm. but he did he mentioned all of them so seven <laughs> <laughs> And does he take care of one of them? Because I refuse to get into his world. I mean, I don't... He's hardly daddy of the year. Whether or not he does financial aid, I think he probably does that. But you don't see him with his kids. And I'm not saying that you see everybody. But Ciara has openly Mm. said some shit. And the one that's got Joey... Jolie, I can't remember what her name is. Apologies. But the one that also has a child with um, Bow Wow has said some shit. 
he doesn't really he look after his children in you know the the way that you would think that a man does like let's take for example um cardi b's husband what's his name again offset he's oh, got yeah. like, offset's got like four <laughs> babe mothers yeah but mm. he minds his use and i don't mm. just mean financially he looks after his children and th- the thing is for me it isn't about the cash yeah. it's about you being there you're going around making these babies let them you, you're, you're not raising them you can have, as a man, you can have 20,000 kids, but you should raise them as a unit. He's not doing that. It's just all about busting a nut. It's just, he disgusts me anyway. And the women that sleep with him, they need to go and have therapy. I think there was a conversation on a friend's page on Facebook, and she said something about if men were more responsible for their sperm, there'd be less unwanted babies. And it, of course, it caused an outrage. And of course, the men were like, yeah, but what about women? And, da, 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 da. and it's like, yeah, but. If men just were in more control of their dicks, mm. then there'd be less unwanted kids. Um, and it's always placed, the blame's always placed on the women. I don't, but at this point, I kind of do look at the women because this guy is going to be this guy. So my thing is, if you're going to have a baby with this guy, knowing his history, I myself, I might be like, you know what? Future's sexy. Let me get down. We get pregnant. It's cool. I can, if that's my name in lights, if that's, if that's my claim to fame, that's what I want. Cool. But then I don't think I would make noise publicly, especially. I'd just get on and raise my child. Because at this point, you really have no excuse to say, unless he gives you the gift of the gab and really makes you feel. Because, I mean, this woman, if she's saying that she's been with him for two years, and maybe she thinks that this is it, finally he's woken up, finally he's going to change. But I don't think I'd go public at this point, because, like, oh, well, he got me too. It's Mm -hmm. the fact that he denied the child. You were with this woman for two years, banging her, while you're banging every other chick out there but then you denied your child so for the sake of that i understand why she's going to make noise because for her it's humiliating because it's common knowledge that she's been with him she's having a child with him and he's denying that child you know like he a lot of times the responsibility is put onto the woman and maybe she should shut up and just but why should she and the thing that bugs me about future is as well if the roles were reversed and it was a woman who had seven different baby fathers People will be a lot more out, up in arms about it. It just reminds me of that phrase, like problematic black men with platforms. He's able to deny this woman on such a scale because he has a, a platform and it, it kind of isn't right at the end of the day. And if she is the mother of his unborn child, right? Or No, the child's... Oh, the child's born, right? Years old. So, oh, wow. Okay. How are you doing her like that? a day after Mother's Day as well. Like, come on, like, you're trying to show the world, oh, you care about them or you respect them, you honour them. And this woman is also now one of them. I don't know what to call it, but in the collective. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? I guess when he did the dirty with Sierra and then she left him, because that was, again, lots of cheating, then there was more that came after her. So she was, like, fourth. And then he's had three more since. I really think for... The other people in his circle, so I'm talking about other rappers and other R&B singers and other black men, how has he not been taken to task? Because he's still done albums, he still has had collaborations, but to me it's like this dude is so whatness. Where's the penalty? Everybody wants to go on about police brutality, but this is being brutal to people's families. Like These women have kids with them. It's like you are bringing new life into the world through dysfunction but he still gets all the accolades and is invited to all the parties and can still do collaborations i think that's 
it's actually disgusting. Collectively, people need to actually be shunning him. He needs to be cancelled properly. I think that's exactly 100% right. But it's so, as you were saying, I was thinking, imagine Future knocks on DJ Khaled's door and like, oh, hey, bro, can we collaborate? And DJ Khaled says, no, my brother, you've been wayward of your dick. We are no longer going to collaborate. Yes. It's just, <laughs> it, it seems it's like that would be ideal. But it's just, you know, that bro code is so deeply steeped in sexism and historical bias and dislike towards women that will never unfortunately I, don't, I hate to say something will never happen but i, I really can't see men take because it would have to be men also with women there's always going to be a woman to go against the grain that it's like women women who are happy to be mistresses because you know men will cheat as the brainwash has been and it's been allowed and then there's always a woman that's going to allow that so it's i think it's such a shift that's got to happen we speak about it's so like men will cheat men are just going to be men and this thing that we say, if a woman has seven baby fathers, for example, she will be dissed. But actually, I'd like to find the woman who, because I know a woman, I know one particular woman who has got about three or four baby fathers. And every time she's managed to find another man and she's been all right. And she's got a man now. So, you know, sometimes when it's like, oh, if you're a hoe, you're never going to find a man. But yet there are hoes out there, and quotes, I don't call That's women true. hoes. There are hoes out there that have married and they're using all their hoe technology to... <laughs> 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 keep their man happy so maybe we need to also shift the shit like fuck it if i'm gonna have like 12 baby fathers and i'm gonna get a 13th one if i want to i think <laughs> there's something about the language that we use that lets everything become law and social law that men will cheat and a woman can't get a man if she acts like a hoe or she has multiple baby fathers when actually we should say well do you know what if we're going to do that let's level the playing field both genders do what the fuck they want. However, we need to hold people to better accountability when they go too far, especially when children are involved. On Instagram today, I see the Voice newspaper had shared an article about a lady who was working at a Victoria ticket um, station mm. and was spat on. And then it was concluded that she died from coronavirus through this incident, reading it in a little bit more depth. This happened in March. She gets ill. She goes into hospital, died from coronavirus, from COVID-19. It does say that she did have underlying respiratory problems before this, but she was still working on the front line at Victoria Station. I think in the article it was saying that the person that spat at her said they had corona yeah. and then spat at her and another colleague and they both fell ill with corona i think the other person that was obviously survived but she this lady died i want to hear more details what the name of that person who spat at them are they going to be arrested because if they've done that intentionally surely then that's attempted murder attempted murder yeah exactly kind of thing and they should be prosecuted as such but isn't there cases where like i think there's a case where a guy or something he had aids and he was intentionally sleeping with people and infecting them and I think he you know I think he had to go to prison for that do you know what I mean because you're giving someone a death sentence essentially to me the story should be presented as a manhunt for this yeah. guy an attempted murder well a murderer and an attempted murder charge with this other person but it wasn't that it's like actually another black woman being sacrificed and so black people be scared now because you know, somebody spits on you, you could die of COVID-19. It just... I think the one thing that I kind of took from it was like, absolutely, if I ever have kids, 
and to my family and anyone around me. I'm not encouraging them to ever be any of these key worker roles, like ever. Absolutely not. There's just, <laughs> that was just like confirmation. Do you know what I mean? Because it's like, this lady's just at work, minding her business, and she's, she's essentially been attacked. Did she get the right care? Why was she at work in the first place? All of those things. You know, with our community, there's always a question that we're always to a certain extent in this country put on the front line and it's just like no 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 enough now enough I just wouldn't be encouraging anyone in my community to do these roles because we're the last ones to be taken care of if they're saying to all of us we should be scared the coloreds should be scared of COVID-19 and we should not be outside do they want us all the blacks and the browns to stay at home what's their end goal with us because we're the ones that are holding the country up at this point the coloreds and the poor's are the ones that are doing the frontline key worker jobs. So if we all like buy into this propaganda, if it's propaganda that we're going to literally fall down and die if we step outside for fear of attack and spitting or literally someone breathing on us and we die, then, okay, every black and brown person and poor person stay at home. What, do, what does the country get from that? That's not what Boris wants, is it? Boris is saying, go out, just don't get on the trains. That's his solution. He's going to keep the key workers safe from catching COVID by making everyone else walk to work or get on a Boris bike. That's his solution. Did you not hear him the other day? It was so clear. True, my bad. I'm so stupid. I guess they should just stay home as a black person, but go to work as a black person. While staying at home. But you can see your colleagues. You don't have to social distance at work, but you have to social distance from your family. Unless they're in your family, at your family home. And then we can go to the park and play rounders, but not together. And you could get a fine of a hundred pounds. Exactly. And that's increased now. So. Oh, that's good because obviously, and also when you're not eligible for the government relief support, you're going to find the money from somewhere because you're going to be going back to work and not Exactly. Right. I mean, what don't you get? I'm so stupid. I'm so dumb. (laughs) But then on the flip side, all the coloreds and blacks and browns and pores go back to work and we all die. (laughs) That's when Boris goes to the number five on his Nando chart. Only then, only then. Only then does he go for extra hot. Oh. <laughs> right now, he's mild. saying it's mild. Not quite lemon and herb, but it's mild. Mild. Okay. Medium mild. I know exactly what to do tomorrow. I don't know about this poor woman. Rest in soul. And I guess we all need to walk around with those spit, those guard things that they got in Tesco's. The spit guard face things. But this is the thing that I was wondering, like, how are the workers protected on the trains and stuff, like the platform staff and those guys? I have a family member that works with TFL and they were like, staff are, you know, they're not self-distancing in the, in the what do you call it, breakout room or whatever. You're interacting with people using the public transport. So they're not really protected. I think they have masks and things. But that goes back to what I was saying before, like, Every kind of important spot, like a train station, they should be handing out masks. Places like bus stations and tube stations have somewhere where you can get a mask handed to you at the very fucking least. I agree. And I'm like, why are we not manufacturing these ourselves? Why are we not making them in the country? Auntie Nana Yes, Auntie Nana is. The thing with the masks is that just shows, like manufacturing in this country has been dead for decades. And Mm. that's why there was such a a shortage because you don't have the batteries. You could probably get the machinists, but you don't even have the materials here. I had a couple of really big orders, not even massive, it's like a thousand scarves that I needed to do. I couldn't actually get the material in this country. I had to buy it from China. And that's where the whole problem has been is because 
China has become the manufacturing hub of the world. And India, as soon as something happens, then everybody's a bit like, what do we do? And yeah, this just shows that, well, we need to invest in this. So don't rely on other countries. And that's why COVID was created, to take out China. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't say it, like just. Um, okay, so we have an update from Afro Nation. They made an announcement for the announcement, which was, you know, quite fancy of them. And they basically told people that no one's getting a refund. They're going to reschedule whether you like it or not. And if you do want to sell your tickets, you've got to sell them yourself. And it's just like, like what the hell is this, man? I can't lie. I thought it might be bad, but I didn't think it would be this bad. And I get like, you know sometimes black businesses do get scrutinized more than other kind of businesses and stuff because you know and like people say that's a bad thing but i think that we as black people we have very high standards and there's nothing wrong with that and we should do that um and to make sure that we get the best in terms of what we want and stuff and i just think like can these guys do better because i think they can what do you guys think i think that he is 100 percent mocking your life right now he's mocking it <laughs> Because the thing is this, man's basically like, you ain't getting your money back, innit? He has spent your papers. Now, the thing that made me laugh about his announcement, there was a part where he was like, Portuguese law states that this is the refund cancellation policy. Hold on, bruv. It's not the Portuguese. It is you and your, your festival that have decided this. Every other festival, every other event that has been planned for this summer has allowed people to either get their money back or to reschedule to the next year. Every other festival apart from Afro Nation. Don't get me wrong, it might be a case of he might have paid some people already, he might have paid for the locations that he's having these events in Portugal, but I doubt very much that he's paid everything with the money that he's given. It just seems dodgy to me, and sell your own tickets, and then he tried to be nice about it. Sell your own tickets, we won't sell any more tickets until you have had the chance to sell your own tickets, and this is who we've got next year. No, nah, he's not keeping life. He really is. It's disgusting. People need their papers at this time as well. People could do with that money back. And he's just taking the piss. He blatantly is taking the piss. Um, as a member of the afflicted, <laughs> I am very, very distressed. I also am like not surprised, but I was like, come on, mate. Did you really have to go like that? The audacity is his arrogance that I've kidnapped you. You're coming to my event with you, like it or not. Yeah, next year's lineup does look good, but... Because part of me is like, okay, fuck it, lost the money, so lost the money. And if next year comes up, maybe just going to end up going because he's banking on the fact that people are going to be so freaking cabin fevered out. They're like, oh my God, just want to go anywhere. He's banking on a lot. But I also think what he could have banked on is people will buy their tickets and come back to Afro Nation, even with this shitty behavior. So he should have just let us make a choice because I believe that next year he would have got probably more people wanting to come if he had one of he did better customer service but also because humans we are fickle we vex today next year will be even tomorrow will be like you know what I got my ticket back I got money back but now I'm going to book again I just wish he had done better and I don't I think it's okay to hold us to high standards because I think people were saying in the run-up well wireless hasn't cancelled and wireless isn't doing that so why are you not coming for the black event and we're like okay cool let us calm down then and now wireless has cancelled and offered refunds so now what what's your argument now what is this guy doing why is he doing it but this is again it's that thing of being held accountable because he's not going to get shunned people are going to be like oh you're out of order but then it's just going to continue he's still going to get to do deals these people that have signed up to his um 
next year's lineup. They should be like, we're not booking until you sort your people out. Our loyal fans that support us. Why isn't, I don't want to call out any headliner. I might want to be VIP at your concert next year. <laughs> <laughs> look, 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 I'm part of the problem, innit? I'm trying not to name names. I don't jeopardize relationships. But okay, I'll call him. Burner Boy, you weren't on the headline lot this year. You want it next year. How come you're not saying, you know what? Uh-huh. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is that whole thing we don't have enough accountability and respect for ourselves i i I definitely stand by that we don't we just let this chop chop shuffle shuffle side side behavior continue and it never changes no one some of us will boycott most people will be like nah fuck it i'm gonna gonna go and it's just it's just gonna continue he's not gonna be held accountable after i laughed that this was his stance i really and hopefully he did this but as a suggestion to him or any artists out there, I think this is the perfect PR opportunity for, let's say, Burner Boy. You invest some millions in this and you take it on. So you actually have a stake now in Afro Nation because it's such a brilliant vehicle to run along with selling your own products and your music and, and galvanizing your fans because everybody did have a really good time in both locations, in Portugal mm-hmm. and Ghana. It's like, actually, you could save this riding as a hero offer refunds for people that want to be refunded and then you you it's like you've added an extra shine on this like i am the savior and then it still happens and everybody's like oh afro nation and then you've occupied a space in a festival that is actually a winning festival it's really hard to to get that going i would save it if i had a few million oh mate i would be on him like look let's do a deal give me a percentage gonna save you ride into the sunset with this i'm just really frustrated by the whole thing because it takes away choice right if it was a case of that i knew that my flights and my hotel that already booked were also guaranteed for those dates then yes i would feel a bit more relaxed and be like you know what it's cool i've got something to look forward to but we all know because of covid19 nothing is guaranteed so those people on that bill that right now i'm just like that's just fairy tales right now do you know what i mean that's an aspiration who knows what's going to happen this year next year we didn't think this i thought i would be going to afro nation this year I think it's a big ask to force people to do it. And I think this, the, um, the person, no one's actually said his name, but Smade is the person that we're talking about. I don't know if it's on purpose, but he's the face of, of it. But it's a group of them. And I feel like maybe for him to get so much heat personally, maybe that's a little bit unfair, but he doesn't necessarily help it with his attitude and how he's responding to people. So... I get it and I get why people are upset. But every all the other people involved as well, where are you? Why are you not saying anything? Do you know what I mean? The whole thing seems like, for me, from a business perspective, it seems like a cash flow issue. And they're hiding behind this Portuguese law. But really and truly, the money that you have for the venue should be separate. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm, mm-hmm. you know, even I run a business, I, I'm not a total expert, but, you know, there are some basic things that should be separate. Mm-hmm. The, your ticket money really and truly should be profit. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So that should be something that is easily refundable if something like this comes up or, you know, it could be, it could have been anything. And also as well, the people for Puerto Rico, they got a choice whether they refund or book for the next year, whereas we didn't. And I think that is just deeply unfair. Uh, Auntie Okoye, I agree with you. I think people will go back next year. I don't think I'm probably not going to have any issue selling my ticket in the future. I think I'll be able to sell it next year if, that, you know, if that's what um, it turns out to be. I would have just liked to have the choice 
to have a refund and also with the flights and the hotel as well oh so the flights and hotel and there's no offer of refund either so for the flights i think you get a voucher for the hotel we're still finding out who did you book your flight with uh easyjet no you'll get your refund back if you I can't think they fly, changed their policy did they yeah. yeah had they told us beforehand we would yeah. have been able to get a refund but because they delayed ah. we can't get a refund now so it's only a voucher you do, just wait to see if they cancel flights because that's what we did because once your flight's cancelled they've got to give you a refund right okay british airways did this whole thing of we're not going to do anything and it's the flights past the 31st of may so i was like i'm going to wait because this flight's going to cancel to um, mm-hmm. greece in june and now the flight's cancelled and we could get a full refund change the dates or change the destination Okay. So just wait. Because um, EasyJet were EasyJet were one of the good ones to begin with. They came out to begin with, yeah. I think they just needed to be honest. Honestly mm. would have like really have changed this really. You just tell people, look, this is we're really being affected by this. Dialogue with people. When people were getting in contact and then they were being blocked, it only needed honesty. You just needed to show your hands, like we're struggling and we could lose everything. You can mm-hmm. over-exaggerate. You just tell folks, man, look, this is a hard time for us. As it is you, but as soon as we know what we can do, and blah, 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 we're going to be in touch. Very simple. Everyone was so excited and behind, is so excited and behind Afro Nation. Such a great feat. People like, we know, and I think they would have been even that extra level of, it's a black thing, isn't it? We know how it goes. Because everyone already kind of underlying new refunds maybe not going to run in the same way but there's just the way and it is that of blocking and getting the attitude when people are asking questions and also him unfortunately yes made being the face of it but that you presented yourself at the face of it when it was all going good and big mm-hmm. you're yes made so you have to take the bit with the sweet if you're going to be the face of it or make a better deal with the people who are your investors like live nation are involved in this too have mm-hmm. them come forward too i'd be using their name too so it's not just me out there reaping all the glory because when it goes nuts that's when it's gonna happen and the fact that he's getting vexed with people when they're asking questions you know this is, this is a black thing and you also know how black folks act so you should know the language of black people yeah you should know that i'm gonna do this thing i'm gonna get people cussing don't then say oh black people are this and you're gonna get blocked because you blatantly are acting like a black person that we're allowing to so it's catch don't try and act brand new when you know how we stay mm-hmm. and, you, and you're relying on how we stay to now accept what you've freaking done as something a stereotypical shady black movement do you know what i'm saying so let's not all pretend that we're not we don't know where each other's coming from out here it's long and maybe hold off releasing your beard line <laughs> <laughs> that's the cheek of it he's like in amongst you people people stressing out you're still talking as if to say everything's all right that's his twitter feed is amazing it's just <laughs> so much like i am me and i cannot see <sighs> so are we go next year then shards <laughs> <laughs> The problem is, is the hotel. That's the major problem. Because you can get the flight. I think that's going to be fine. Even if we have to fly to Lisbon, that's okay. It's the hotel. Because if you don't get that space, and some people were like 30 minutes away from the venue, you've got to be freaking joking, mate. Do you know what I mean? Like when you're finishing at one o'clock and everyone's out, like 20,000 people every night. Nah, you're not doing that. If we can swap the date to the hotel, then maybe. But if they can't, nah, selling the ticket. So my story is just about Adele's weight loss. I saw it. She looked pretty. She looks very, very slim. Obviously, compared to her original size that we we were introduced to her as being at. But there was an article in BuzzFeed by Scarchy Cool who says, 
Adele's weight loss is a double bind. Adele hasn't said anything about her weight loss, so why are we? And she's basically saying that, why are we so invested in her weight loss? And it's the catch-22 where some people are saying, yes, you look beautiful because she's skinny, whereas as a, as a way to say that when she was big, she wasn't beautiful enough. Other people are like, damn you for getting skinny because you are a fat representative, you're successful, big, pretty, and you're showing at the world that fat people can do it. So now it's like all the way, you know, that whole thing of putting celebrities as your personal idol and goal and mentor or whatever, whatever. It's like, what do you think about Adele's weight loss? Did it impact you in any way? Did it, were you like, do you think she looks better now? Do you think it's any of our business? And what's your thoughts about the commentary around Adele's weight loss? For me, I've always thought Adele's been beautiful. She's got a different type of a style. I like her style. I, you know, I always really liked Adele. She was 19 when she came out. Is that, that was her first album, wasn't it? 19. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So she's like 30 something years old now. Between the ages of 19 and 32, she's made a lot of money and she has the ability to be healthier. Now, her journey to being smaller, if you look at it, it's not overnight. From when she came out when she was 19, across the years, she's got progressively slimmer. She's also just gone through a divorce. There's a lot of things going on that could lead to her losing so much weight. It could be the fact that she's eating healthier. It could be the fact that she, you know, wants to live longer for her child. It could be the fact that she's depressed over her divorce. It could be lots of different things. And it's none of our business what she looks like. As long as she's happy and she's healthy, who gives a damn? You're going to get people who are of the bigger set who are saying she's no longer one of us. And then you're going to get people who are skinny saying, oh yeah, now you're one of us. I think people just need to respect her journey and what she's going through. If she doesn't need to talk about it, she doesn't need to talk about it. What difference does it make? She's healthy. She's happy. That's it. I wasn't really too bothered by it. I thought she looked nice. Like, I don't think she looked look nice uh maybe the picture i saw of her was like on her but no maybe not on her birthday i think it was about celebrating her birthday but it was her and her team and she's wearing like this little kind of like black kind of baby doll dress which i hadn't seen her in a dress like that before and i just thought oh she looks cute but i didn't feel like oh no now she's do you know what i mean like she's betraying people or anything like that i just i agree with auntie farah i think like you know, maybe she's just taken, made some choices to have a more healthier lifestyle. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think if you're healthier, you're more likely to live longer. So, and I think there's nothing wrong with that. Like, it's her choice how she lives her life. She could have had underlining issues because of her weight, all that kind of stuff. We just don't know. It could have been for medical reasons. We just don't know. Again, like, obviously, as Auntie Farah said, like, her divorce. I mean, and also as well, like, is it of interest to us? Yeah and no, she's in the public eye. Her, she gets money from the public by being a personality in her music. So, of course, if there's a major change with her, we're going to at least acknowledge it. But people need to be, stop being a bit too precious about it, man. Seriously, just, just relax. Like, she's not harming anyone. She hasn't hurt anyone. She's done it to herself. Let her live, man. I was reading a thread and those are people who are like, yeah, she looks great, she looks beautiful, but her next album is now going to be trash. Because when celebrities lose weight, this is what takes place. <laughs> then their next album is shit. So then there's like a whole load of people just being like, oh man, Adele, why have you lost all the weight? Like, and it, it was killing me. It was making me laugh. But other than that piece of comedy and also that she's been cloned, that was going around as well. You can't see the <laughs> But people chat. I'm just looking forward to her new album. And I just wish her well. I can imagine it's probably the divorce. You know, like when people get divorced and they cut off all their hair. 
Like, mm-hmm. it may have been the thing that, you know, was the catalyst to, I want to be healthy and feel good about myself and all of that jazz. And this has taken place. Plus, there is that moment when you're 30 where it really kicks in. Like, you know, you start thinking of your life and how you, what you want and all of that. And she may have always wanted to be slim, slim ting. I thought she looked lovely. Um, she looked lovely before. And that's it. Hey, I'm Auntie Nana. You're listening to Your Aunties Could Never. Now it's time for aunties to fix your life with Aunties Know Best. Dear aunties, I'm really hoping you can offer me some advice. I've been married for six months to the most wonderful man. He is my soulmate. We are both Christians and met at church and after dating for two years, we became engaged and we were married a year later. As part of our faith, neither of us believed in sex before marriage, so we waited for our wedding night. We were both virgins, so it was more special. However, now six months later, I'm left wondering, is this it? My husband does not have a high sex drive and doesn't want to do it unless it's at peak ovulation times. Yes, we are trying for a baby. I, on the other hand, would have sex at every opportunity. I want to explore and grow sexually with my husband, who seems to just want missionary. I have nothing to compare it to, and it isn't something I can talk to my friends about. Please help. <laughs> I'm not even laughing. First of all, okay, in all seriousness, has she had a conversation with him? Have they had a discussion about what's going on? I mean, either Christian, and um, for a man to hold on to his Christian values and be maybe he really immersed in the religion, he might have all sorts of unpacking and brainwashing to get rid of in regards to what his relationship with sex is and what he feels like it is, because he might think it's a really dirty thing and then to enjoy it means he's going against God. This is why he only feels like the missionary position is the most sacred one to do because if he starts going doggy style and foot punch shoulder, <laughs> the Lord might smite him in when he gets to the pearly gate. I so I think it's a conversation that she needs to have because there might be deeper seated issues as to why he feels like he can't enjoy sex. And if it's just like he generally have a low sex drive, they're gonna have to start getting out the tools and the, the kits and the videos and stuff and see if that works. And if not, she really is gonna have to have a conversation with herself whether she, this is what she wants and maybe it might be an early divorce. Let's hope they're not Catholic. A solution would be to introduce things to really bring out his sex drive. So really pump up his testosterone. So using horny goat weed, maca, selenium, like actually giving him some herbs and pills that you can just dress up as, oh, you should have more vitamins, like just, and they are vitamins, but also through that, when it's being metabolized, it also does make men more horny. So to try that, I was thinking that that's another thing, because then the natural impulse would come from him. But there's also lots of Christian leaders that are out there, even on YouTube, that you could just watch, you could just cast it to your TV and have them talking about sex as a bonding exercise like really try and bring that into your vernacular but if he pushes back against that like it really is ingrained in him fundamentally if you're part of a church then try and speak to your pastor about it I think that would be the reason it's a community talk to your pastor talk to the first lady like involve your community in this and see if your community has the same thoughts as you because maybe through you exploring this, it's actually your life path's way of telling you that this isn't the space for you to be in. And that's all I'll say. I would have thought she would have known. If they've been together for two years, she should know what they think about sex. I don't know. I think the vitamins may be pagan. <laughs> <laughs>
But my advice is to cheat. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> joking. Joking, joking. Obviously, have a conversation. But if you're not getting anywhere, I think you kind of need to learn about yourself. So maybe like look into pleasure in yourself. If religion is such a big part of your relationship and you're not on the same page with it and you don't want to, you know, separate or anything like that, you can't get through to him, then you've got to look at pleasure in yourself in a way that kind of makes you feel happy. I think it's a big problem. I think this is not uncommon. This happens a lot. If you're not happy with it, then maybe it's not for you. Maybe you need to find a different version of religion that's uh, a bit more freeing. Or a different partner. Yes, that too. That's assuming she has a pastor, not a priest. Yes. I'm assuming a lot of things. <laughs> I think that she should initially try to have a conversation with her husband because if they work on so many other levels, maybe he, remember, he's inexperienced as well. So maybe he doesn't realise that. Sorry to cut you, but how does she know? She doesn't know. They both had how? no sex before marriage. Yeah, so they how does she know virgin. what's good and what's not? That's what she's wondering. Is this oh, it? Imagine if he's given her the good D. And <laughs> right. <laughs> And she's she's still not satisfied. And she's got the most voracious appetite. Imagine if we're now thinking about this poorly. I'm imagining a guy that's going, meet me, and that's it. (laughs) He might be like, yes, baby. He might be giving her the one. And then she's like, is that it? I need a man, you know, like, what was it? Yeah, (laughs) man. That's it. (laughs) A missionary might be used for, like, because that's the optimal way to get pregnant. Do you know what I mean? He might have fought it out. Even it is all... Yeah, maybe he's been like dedicated to creating children and maybe he's like, communication might be an issue because you shouldn't be asking us before you've spoken to him, for sure. So that means communication might not be great in you lot's relationship, whatever that means, and you manage to get to marriage without establishing great communication skills. But yeah, man, maybe he's focused on doing the right thing by getting you pregnant and let's do it properly. And afterwards he's going to go, woohoo, but then kids come, even more issues. <laughs> yeah. It's already being sparse at this moment. Then children come, and he, if he is using sexes like more well, sexes for procreation, then he may just not really want it. I think you really have to address it like head on. But then also, I was thinking another way to try and get more is you could just pretend that you don't know when you ovulate properly. So there's a you can say that you're not too sure. So there's a method of doing it like every other day so that you hit the mark and see if he can rise to that occasion because it's all in the process of making a child. You could just be like, maybe it hasn't happened because we've got the ovulation wrong. There's this way that you, we have sex every 48 hours for a month and then see if he can do that. Like, and because you're going to be using a lot of your energy, I have got these vitamins for you that will help. Uh- also, you could, you could like, this porn channel is renowned. Porn? This porn, <laughs> this porn, this, this, look, visual aids. This porn channel is renowned for assisting couples who are trying to make, you know, conceive. We watch it and get really stimulated. This is a method. Oh, I see what you're saying. No, no, I'm not saying just, I don't know what, what you thought I was thinking, saying. Visual aids and stimulation, like, yeah, you know. I don't know. I just don't, I don't know about introducing lies into the situation. But <laughs> <laughs> this porn channel is... You, know what what I mean? like, you set me off on a tangent <laughs> when you said, hey, a situation where, hey, let's do it like lies. And okay, let, okay, there's this porn channel. We want it to get super freaky deaky. We're going to get pregnant tomorrow. So, hey, let's, let's get a subscription with Pornhub. I don't know. Conversation, man, conversation. So, 
dear aunties, I have two male friends that um, we've had a long friendship. During quarantine, we talk almost every day and both of them have said that they like me. Ooh. I am attracted to one, but one would make a better boyfriend. Oh, no. What would you advise I do? Oh, dear. I mean, wow. literally. You can date them and find out which one you have more of a spark with. I don't know if you can make a decision without dating. Do you know what I mean? Like, because sometimes when you're friends with people, it kind of, and you go into that dating phase, it could change your things. So it might make it more clear. That could be a place to start. Are they, do you say they're all three friends? Or all three so friends. It's a friendship circle. So she's, oh. <laughs> now that's, and do, okay. So. Be a frapple. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, yeah, because that, then that's going to shift dynamics because do the two guys know that both like her? Or is it something they've said in their in her ear separately, quietly? Like I like you. Lauren. Um, I feel like the question is more like they are a friendship circle, and these two guys have expressed a liking in her. I'm saying I have don't they... know if the two men have spoken. Like, okay, we both like her. You decide. She hasn't stated that. Okay, so this is it's technical, isn't it? And I think she has to be really careful, and she has to go with her gut. She has to go with who she feels. I mean, I don't even know because attraction's one thing and it could be short-lived. And then it, it's like the friendship and the connection with one could be the long-term thing. But however, the friendship and connection with one could literally be because you are just such a good friend and you're supposed to stay friends. It's really difficult without knowing more. Because even you, how do you start dating them? You're going to have to be, I don't know, like, does she have to be honest to them and say, guys, you've both come to me with this. <laughs> like, you put me in the middle of this. And then, so what, I'm just going to date, but I don't know. I'm, I actually don't have an auntie answer for this. I think that we're all in quarantine and before she starts dating them, she should really think about her friendships with them because she could date them and it could go incredibly wrong. So if she's more attracted to one than she is the other, there's no point going with someone just because she thinks that he will be a good boyfriend on paper when she's more physically attracted to the other one because she could start dating the one that's good on paper but still pine for the one that is more attractive to her is that worth her jeopardizing her friendships with them both and their friendships with each other that's what she really needs to think about does she fancy them herself from before you know like you've got your crew of guys in your crew your circle of friends has she fancied any of them before has she ever wanted them or is it because now they presented this to her. She started to be like, hmm, thinking about it in a different type of way. So it's like, what is that time span? If she'd never liked them before, she, because you know, you can have a friend who's like, yeah, he's cute. And I would do it if we got into that situation, but don't necessarily fancy him because you are just all friends. So has this shifted her perspective or is this now, because they've said it now, she's thinking, because maybe she didn't really like them anyway. How do you know, do we know how old she is or what age group they're in? No? Okay. I would say, if they're kind of young, just go with the one that you're more attracted to. Do you know what I mean? And just build from there and just give it a try. I think you've got to make a choice if you still want to be friends with them or you're going to have two guys on hold. <laughs> Sorry. You're going to have two dicks in hospital. <laughs> I mean, you know, maybe that's even a better solution. Find someone else. Because if she's got other options, go with the other options and leave these two alone. <laughs> Right. 
and fake an emergency, as Auntie Shade said. <laughs> I agree. I think it can just be a messy situation. And so I would avoid it personally in a friendship circle. Like I think last week you said, Auntie Shade, like, you know, shitting on your front doorstep. Like mm-hmm. to me, it sounds like don't do your business with people that know you that could spread stuff depending on the even if they're older actually it doesn't really make any difference because some big men can like chat shit so mm-hmm. actually i would just avoid this situation and also you know like a lot of women we don't actually like know what we want it's like a guy comes along and then you start being like oh so i like this person instead of really getting into your own groove or this is the type of man i want so I would just leave them so they like you just use that energy as a boost like I'm fantastic and run with it to Mm. something that is outside of your friendship circle I'd add to that unless you really feel one type of way towards the other like if it starts to manifest the more you guys talk then you act on it but yeah with that common sense in mind because it's true you're so right Nana that we tend to depend on the reaction of a man rather than being in control of this is what we want dear aunties I love my boyfriend very much, but recently I've become concerned about one particular thing. We're quarantined together and relatively happy and healthy, apart from when it comes to sex. He prefers me to wear my wig in bed and I see a difference in his performance when I do this. I approached him about it and he says it's just a visual thing, like say if you like lingerie or if you like shoes, that sort of thing. And she says, can't lie she feels some type of way in any other situation he doesn't care about my hair am i overthinking it i don't think she's overthinking it because if if there's noticeable difference between when she's got her natural hair and let's now discuss is she a 4c is she a 2c what's her hair type and what's it like when it's wigless is it kept is it in a nice natural style yeah just like camos i mean there's camos like just nice camos going back okay (laughs) Okay. All right. Okay. So (laughs) I would say if it's a literal thing where because she's got like maybe nice camos going back, but depending on her hair length, are they nice camos looking like Sierra with their just nice camos going back? Or are they literally like school girl camos? You've got five on your head and they might be neat all day long, but you look maybe younger or you look a bit more less sexy with that hairstyle because I was going to go in and say like is he trying it like is her hair too nappy for him he's going to start look it might if it's not that then it's just literally the hairstyle that's easily solved change the hairstyle and see because if it's literally if it's literally about his her natural hair that he doesn't like and he prefers it with a straight wavy wig or something then maybe he's got a little bit of that issue that some people have but if it's literally because the hairstyle came rose don't appeal to him in sexy time then try and have a twist out and see what it is and see what that is that's a fair compromise potentially but if it's like he likes dressing up characters and maybe that's an, a fetish or something you need to explore and have that conversation. Please, this dude needs to get a grip. If I've got a man and we're having relations, then he needs to accept me in all phases of my hair. All phases of my hair. You cannot be asking me every time we're going to have sex, baby, just put the wig on. Because yeah, I'm all for role play and this, that and the other and keeping it exciting and doing this. Not every time you can be asking that. So where's the spontaneity then in that? If I've just got to stop and put my wig on. No, it, and it doesn't matter about what type hair texture she's got. It's the fact that he's saying to her, put a wig on. And then he's performing differently when she puts a wig on. No, bruv, you need to get a grip because she could be telling you, put a bloody 
Chris Brown face on. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, and she's not like, no, it's not fair. Accept me and in all textures of my hair, in all phases of my hair, accept me. I'm your woman. You love me. Let's do it. I feel like it's too shallow. Like really just fantasize. Close your eyes and imagine she's got this wig on. Like, I just think, nah, it's not on. <laughs> and it's fair to kick off about it as well. I think. I think it's fair. If he's literally been like put the wig on every single time there's an issue there however when you have an issue when it comes to sex in a relationship then there has to be discussed in a way that will just take me because so as far auntie farah was saying like every single time i'm not flinging on the wig unless of course there's room for spontaneity you've got to accept me in every form that's standard however because you know like some people and it's men and women do we get complacent in our relationship because we only have the surface of the letter we don't know if it's a bit like maybe it's camos and it's there's no kind of nothing going on we don't know so if it's just basics where you know what he's just being selfish like he just wants to put the wig on and he's being shallow that's different from actually is there something in this where he's got a fetish or something like that? i'm just saying explore it i don't think it's always as just take me for i am and just shut up because if he's performing differently that means there's something going on it's not as simple to say just close your eyes and fantasize about something else but when he starts fantasizing about something else someone who has a permanent long wig and then start flipping out. It's not, it's not an excuse, and it's not a defense. And I'm not saying, because if, he, if he's going to be that, if he's going to do that, then obviously he's not good enough. I understand that. But there's just an area where, especially when it comes to certain things that you want to be with this person for life, but actually I've expressed an interest in this. How do you explore it and resolve it? That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying he... What if he's like, okay, so you like some guys are into toes, right? So mm. I dated one guy who's just really into toes and feet in general kind of thing. It was, it felt like it was mandatory that I had to have a pedicure at all times, yeah, kind of thing. And he was obsessed with like certain height of heels and all that kind of stuff. And like, I don't know if that's got the same type of stigma as something like this. Do you know what I mean? I mean, it's a bit alternative. That was his thing. It wasn't my thing. But, you know, you're with someone, so you're trying to entertain what pleasures them as long as it's not harming me. So is it because it's the hair thing that is, is so much of a, an issue? rather than because if it was like a toe thing or like a heel thing then maybe it wouldn't be so much of a big deal i think it is the hair thing it's because we have that years and decades millennium on our hair not being good enough and i would as i did listening to it just think no this dude wants somebody else and you'd be happy with somebody that has long flowing hair now, it may not be that deep. So I could be jumping to conclusions similarly to the letter writer. But I would think if I'm not feeling okay with it and I feel it's too much, I have to honour how I'm feeling and not mm. just give in to this want of this man because I think that's, that's not right either because then I'm not honouring who I am and there'll be somebody else who absolutely loves me in all my forms and isn't like you have to adorn this for me to be more into you. If I was okay with it, well, I guess if she was okay with it, she wouldn't be writing in. So I'd really just mm. explore how much am I not okay with this and how much am I compromising my wants to please him and maybe this isn't the relationship. Just say so, like you could really love the person, but it's just this incarnation of our relationship isn't pleasing to me because it's making me question who I am and my beauty. So that's not a good place to be in, really. It's just the fact that he wants her to wear it every single time. That's for me. I'm all about 
mixing it up and doing this, that and the other. Sometimes you want to go out with your man and you want to both get dressed up and you want to, you know, you want to do that sort of thing. You want to wear heels and, and all that kind of stuff. But it's the fact that he's asking her to change her appearance and it is changing her appearance yeah. for, in order for them to have good sex. She shouldn't need to. He shouldn't be surprised by her non-wig and wig life. But unless she's one of those women or girls and is, that's her look and that's what he met her with and especially we don't even know if she's one of them ones that like will get up in the morning fix the wig you know all those types of things <laughs> there were women who are that extreme that mm. go and put makeup on so that when they wake up they look like they just slept like sleeping beauty so we have to understand what type of woman she is in that relationship as well and maybe her insecurities is that because he's like no nah, i'll keep the wig on because that's what i like but then maybe she started to reveal who she really is and then he's like not used to it. And I definitely think it is a conversation. And you're right, Nana, in that respect, saying that it's an insecurity. And if it's something that makes her feel uncomfortable, then definitely go away. But then as Auntie Sade said, if it's a thing where that's what that's his thing and she's okay with it, or she feels a bit uncomfortable, but actually um, in the grand scale of the relationship, if it's not hurting her and actually another conversation, she could say to him, look, you asking me this, is it because my hair is like this? Then you have to set it and say, this makes me feel insecure. You've got to take me in every single way. And there is an area of compromise, as I said. Maybe change, maybe don't just have camo. Maybe have a little twist out or some other version of your hair style, naturally, where it's got nothing to do with wigs, but also your natural hair. And see, because if it's a thing where he's got a problem with your natural hair, then that's what I'm saying. It goes down that path of you against my texture, are you against what I look like because you want this European look? Or, and also, we're saying wigs. We don't even know what wig. It could be an Afro wig. We actually don't know what type of wig it is. True. We're, we're assuming it's, it's a true. straight European wavy wig. If she just said wigs, he might be like, you always have your hair relaxed. You put on an Afro wig. Oh my God, <laughs> you look like an Amazon queen. And that's how I prefer you. And I bet we'd feel differently. As <laughs> no, actually, no, because I just said wig. So I, that's fair enough. I'm just saying like, it, the internal reaction, because if it's like he wants me to wear an Afro wig and I might be like, well, boy, girl, you better stop relaxing your hair. My reaction might be a bit different <laughs> because that means he's actually in tune with you as a natural person. So it is a little bit of brainwashing in how we react to this as well. That was Auntie's No Best. If you have a dilemma, please send them to dilemmas.yourauntiescouldnever at gmail.com. Hey, I'm Auntie Farah and you're listening to Your Aunties Could Never. And now we're about to take you guys back with black in the day so aunties i think this is this um, episode is quite relationship heavy but leading on from that my black in the day i don't know what was i watching i think i was watching insecure and looking at love and relationships and getting all emotional and, hmm. and nostalgic and i it made me think of my first relationship not first sex we can save that for another time but actually my black in the days do you remember your first kiss who was it where was it and what and what expectations did it set for you when it came to relationships and stuff like that, if any? I remember my first kiss and it felt like I had to do it because I was 15 and all my friends had done it. And we went on, it wasn't a school journey. It was like, you know, those out, outward bounds type things that you go on, like from the area, they send you away. What's that thing? Princess thing? Trust. The Princess That's Trust. It. Princess Trust. And we went to Wales on, it was really good. We did abseiling and there was groups from different areas and this, that and the other. But my friends were like, you've got to do it. You've got to... And I just felt really pressured. So I remember there was this guy there and basically we kissed and I felt sick because he just shoved his tongue straight into my mouth. Like it was so forceful. It was just like, 
Here's the tongue. There was no lead up. There was no, no, I'm sorry for myself, my 50 year old. (laughs) Because it was like, eh, this is why I've not done it. This is gross. But it was just, yeah, it wasn't very nice at all. And then afterwards, I remember I ducked him and I felt really bad. And then when we went back to school, he found me at school. He came to my school and was like, what's going on, girlfriend? And I was like, I'm not your girlfriend. But um, yeah, it was a very horrible experience. And to this day, I don't like when guys just straight shove their tongue into my mouth like you know lead up to it like you know like ease yourself in don't just his tongue people seem to think that if they force their tongue in your mouth then that makes them a good kisser and it doesn't i'm sorry um almost exactly the same we went to sayers croft oh oh, really i think my nine or year ten oh again he was from another school very similar it was people around that was like, oh, but he likes you. So, you know, you two should go off together. I, I wouldn't say he was butters, <laughs> but he isn't, he, I didn't fancy him. It was literally like, oh my God, somebody likes me. So I kind of went along with it, but not thinking we were going to kiss. And then there was, you know, like the disco on the last night. Um, yeah. So at the disco, then afterwards, he was like, oh, I'll walk you to the dorm. So he's walking me to the dorm. And I was just like, okay, bye. And then it's like he grabbed my head. And I I walked back in afterwards, like feeling sick, like, oh, my God, that's disgusting. I'm never doing that again. Same type of thing. I don't know why, but somehow I ended up back near the school that he went to. For some reason, I think my friends made me go there. And he came running out and it was like, I thought I would hear from you. The number I would give out was my local telephone box. (laughs) So I gave him the telephone box number and told him to call at like five because I'd be at the phone box and I never went to the phone box. So he was like, I was calling. And yet then he tried again and it was like, no, you know, it's not you, it's me. It's just, um, I don't think I'm ready to have like a relationship with anybody. Um, But that was the worst kiss ever. Oh. And I hope he doesn't hear this because we're actually Facebook friends. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, he probably learnt from now. I hopefully. Well, if he hears this, I hope your technique's better. But yeah, you was the worst. So you know who you are. Oh shit! Shots fired. <laughs> um. So my first kiss was with a boy named Junior. Oh, name and shame. <laughs> I mean, I mean... Junior, Junior's so generic, unless he's like... <laughs> uh, I was 14. He told me at the time that he was much older than me, and years later I found out he really wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> and um, basically, like, I think we just moved to Brixton. Must have been like a year, year or so later. And I used to see him walking up and down... So when I was walking home, walking home from the bus stop from school, I would see him and like we'd always kind of like lock eyes. And then we just started talking and yeah, he was really good looking and stuff, man. We used to talk outside his grandma's house and we had like, we used to have kissing sessions, (laughs) basically. Wow. But he kind of always wanted to take it further at that point. And I was just like, nah, I didn't want to do that. But then I actually started dating him years later. I guess like he wasn't very, what's the word? I don't know if it's just what boys at that age do, but he kind of didn't make me feel like I was doing a good job. Kind of thing. Mm. So, so I went out 
and found someone else to practice on. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, <my God>. <laughs> so then when we had our sessions, I was better. And yeah, there was improvement. So. <laughs> <laughs> my first kiss was at a friend's party. It was her, the girl's birthday. It was her cousin's. I think it was her, either her 15th or her 16th. I think it was her 16th. We had a party at her house. So we were all there. And this was her cousin. He was cute. Um, I can't remember his name. And it was just like, again, it was more like, oh, he likes me. So we danced together and we kissed during the dance. And then it was a sleepover. So we slept next to each other and we kissed again. And I was aware that he got excited with us kissing. And so for the next, <laughs> next however long it was till I next had a period, I thought, well, I was, <laughs> the thing is, nothing was anywhere near me. How, no, actually, I don't, I don't even know what I want to say because I feel really sick thinking about it. You know what? I want to say nothing, I didn't touch anything and he didn't get anything out, but somehow, though i felt wetness on his trousers oh, i know he'd been excited so because i had pajama shorts on a little bit of the wetness was on my thigh and so i thought oh my god could i be pregnant <laughs> even though i had not touched anything nothing went anywhere near anything that would make me get pregnant but yet i had irrational fear and it is literally irrational fear and after that, I was so disgusted by him. And I never spoke to him. Like, in the morning, I was just a bit like, oh, shame guy. Um, <laughs> um, and I don't know if I saw him again, because he was a cousin. You know, cousins come and then cousins disappear. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, that was it. So, yeah, I had um, a pregnancy scare from my first kid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, know you know when your woman says that, oh, don't kiss boys you get pregnant. That's yeah. you. And the thing is, you Wait, wait, wait. While she was cooking in the convent. <laughs> oh, I had to, Sorry, it's an update. Thanks for saying that. I spoke to my friend Joyce and Joyce said what it was was she went to um, a Saturday club and it was the nuns run the Saturday club and they took a shining to her and she'd got the job and then she brought me in and that's where we went every um, Saturday for a while doing cooking in the, um, the nuns kitchen. Yes. So, yeah. Basically, from all the first kisses, Sade's was the best then, by the sounds yeah, of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sade was romantic. Yeah. she got a boyfriend out of it as well. Yeah, mine was traumatic. <laughs> we basically, yeah, basically. Well done, Sade. Yeah, oh, well thanks, done to guys. you. <laughs> <laughs> you the winner. At the time, I didn't know, you know, do you know what I mean? That I'll be winning at such a, uh, many years later. <laughs> thanks. Yeah, man. Hey, I'm Auntie Sade. You're listening to Your Aunties Could Never. It's almost time to wrap up. Before we do, aunties, what's made you sad, mad or glad? So today I'm sad that we are one auntie down. Oh. Shout out to Auntie Sweetheart on your course. Poor you. Um, <laughs> I'm glad that she'll be back next week. And I'm mad oh that future <laughs> cannot predict the future. And stop having all these babies with all these women. Like, bloody <laughs> hell, wear a condom. Get the snip. Do something. We do not need any more of your seeds. Like, just pack it in. Keep it in. And women, stop having sex with him. My sad is, um, I'm going to go with Afro Nation news that I can't get a full refund, only a reschedule. So I'm a bit sad about that. 
I'm mad at Boris Johnson and his mad, confusing um, announcement. That was just absolute nonsense. Um, made me quite angry because it's very confusing. And I'm glad that the furlough has now been um, extended to October. I'm sad that it really feels like the government is just marching. P- if Corona is this deadly killer that it suggests to be, that they are putting people's lives at risk for commerce and juxtaposition it against love. Like you can go to work, but you can't go and see your loved ones. I, I'm sad that the, the world is at this place at this moment. Well, the UK is. I'm mad. I'm not mad about anything. I'm, I'm Zen, actually. I'm glad that 50 Cent is speaking up about his relationship with his son and <gasps> being honest about their disconnect. But also it feels like a real purging, like he's reaching out in a way. With, by sharing his story, I was really glad that he was sharing his side of it and how he sees it, because I think that's the a first step to some type of reconciliation and it really made me proud of him. So I'm mad that he didn't make that, that na- Auntie Nana didn't make that 50 Cent story her headline because I would have loved yeah. to for that. So I'm really <laughs> mad at you for that. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I, I, I kind of want to cheat and say that's my glad too, but I don't know why I'm so invested in 50 Cent's life, but um, <laughs> I really, I, do you know, oh shit. See, I'm so mad because I want to get into it. We're not supposed to get into it. I'm going to stay mad and I hope it comes up next week. I'm <laughs> glad that, what am I glad about? I'm glad that I've eaten all the snacks in my house because that means there's no more snacks in my house. Which makes me sad because I ate all the snacks in my house. <laughs> so all the good work I'm doing with um, Just Jean, trained to stay VIP, um, is slightly being contradicted with my need to eat snacks. But at the moment, I'm glad they're gone. I'm sad that I'm probably going to go shop soon. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> And that's it. All right, wait, before we go, I have an unpopular opinion. So, Beyonce and um, Megan Thee Stallion released their remix of Savage. And I've noticed that whenever Beyonce releases a song in any fashion, there is an army of bitter women that love to come for her. And I really think... If you don't like Beyonce, it's because you hate yourself. (laughs) That's my unpopular opinion. And I'd like to hear from some haters and lovers of Beyonce. Do hit us up on Instagram and let us know what's made you sad, mad and glad. If you want to follow the aunties, here's how you can. You can follow me, Auntie AK, on all plat- social media platforms at The British Blacklist. You can follow me, Auntie Nana, on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and Twitter at Love Yaya. You can follow me, Auntie Shade, at Shade Salami on all platforms. You can follow me, Auntie Sarita, on most platforms Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, Facebook at Hey Sarita. And you can follow me, Auntie Farah, on Instagram at FarOutProductions77. Hey, I'm Auntie Sarita, and you've been listening to Your Aunties Could Never, hosted by the British Blacklist. Head over to SoundCloud, Apple, and Spotify to listen back. Don't forget to follow us on Your Aunties Could Never over at Instagram. Don't forget to like, subscribe, follow and comment. Bye.